Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Aladdin. And I'm Brandon. And we're coming at you straight from the cul-de-sac. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 5 of From the Cul-de-Sac. Glad to have you back here. Um, I don't remember if we mentioned it last week, but one big piece of news we have this week is that we are now available on Apple iTunes. Hallelujah. So the big three platforms, we're now available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple iTunes. The big plus to being on iTunes is you can leave us a rating um, and give us that feedback, which would be very, very nicely appreciated. Higher ratings and more ratings also get us publicized a little bit more, uh, which lets us reach out to a larger audience, which would be cool. It'd be a lot of fun. So if you listen to your podcast on iTunes, give us a rating. Uh, if you don't listen to your podcast on iTunes, but you have an Apple iTunes account, go over there and throw us a rating if you would be so kind to do so. Uh, that would be very much appreciated. And, of course, <clears throat> don't be afraid to share us with your friends and family. We uh, we love company. We love new friends. So, please, I'm ho- I would love to hear from them as much as I like to hear from you guys. So, keep it going. We appreciate, guys, ugh, appreciate your guys' love and support. And I hope you guys keep enjoying what we're putting out here. Yeah. So, you already had a topic prepared for today um it was kind of a last minute thing so i'm gonna let you uh i'm gonna let you take this take this off here all right guys so i'm gonna go ahead and just start off with today's topic which essentially is some crucial pinpoints to everyone's pretty much our everyday life. Uh, for example, you know, your 16th birthday, your 21st birthday, going to the casino for the very first time, you know, pretty much those like pinnacle points in everyone's adulthood, teenage life that we, you know, we come together, we celebrate. And then after a certain point, everything pretty much becomes cut and dry. And I mean, I think after 21, Nothing really good is celebrated because we're all just looking forward closer to death, the potential that we're going to buy a house, or hoping that we get vacation time off from the jobs that we suffer from every single day, depending on, you know, the job that you have. There uh, is one thing that people look forward to that I thought I was going to look forward to after 21. Because I agree, right. after 21, you're kind of, you know, you're there. That's when you're, your last milestone um, of a birthday. But when you turn 25... Uh, auto insurance companies no longer see you as a new or high-risk driver, and that's typically when your car insurance rates go down. Now in Michigan, uh, thanks to no-fault insurance, which in three weeks, I think, is going away, so hallelujah. What? Um, no way! Yeah, yeah, auto insurance reform is finally coming. My premium doesn't reset until, like, November, so I have to wait until November anyway, so... But when I turned 25 and I was super excited for my lower car insurance rates, uh, they went down by $5. So $5 a month. So, you know, right. not a whole lot to uh, write <laughs> home about there. But. Hey, a buck is a buck. In the Damn, grand scheme of things. It's expensive. And your car is not like a huge car for it to be like, 
crucial. No. My car insurance rates went up quite a bit once I got, you know, I switched from the Chevy to the to the Honda. Damn, you get a safer car, ladies and gentlemen, your insurance goes up. But, you know, I like to go ahead. I mean, I think for me, honestly, the only thing afterwards is, you know, having the title of being Dirty 30, which gave me five more years and I'm at that point. And then after that, you're no longer dirty. And then what? Early bird special when you're 65? Well, that or retirement, whichever comes first. Yeah. In my line of work, I probably won't hit retirement until I either die or until... I have a couple of heart attacks. I'm right which there with you. I hope that doesn't happen. But, you know, let's start from the beginning. You know, I like to think our first big, uh, damn, what's the word? It's not pinpoint. It's a uh, milestone. Milestone. Thank you. All right. Our first milestone is our birth, the greatest moment of our lives. <laughs> I mean, I remember when I was born, Brandon. Do you remember when you were born? I do not remember being born, no. I'm sorry for your struggles. But, after that, of course, I think the one that we all look forward to the most is, you know, Sweet 16. And me, personally, my family hates me, so we didn't really celebrate anything for a Sweet 16. I think I had a few friends over, but that was pretty much it. Brandon, did you do anything special for your Sweet 16? I don't quite remember if I did anything. I mean, I'm sure I had a gathering of friends, but I don't think I did anything extravagant just because I was turning 16. Right. Because we're boring. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, most of my birthdays kind of pan out like that. But, Fact. I mean, the big allure to turning 16 is, of course, in the States, being able to legally get your driver's license. Hell yeah. Did you get on the road right away? I started driver's ed. I believe I started segment one in the spring of the year that I turned 16. And there is like a, a period of time. I don't, you got your license in Ohio, correct? Correct. Okay, so it's going to be a little bit different for us. Um, you can start driver's ed when you're 15. Mm-hmm. As long as when you finish, you will be 16 years old. So I started driver's ed when I was 15, and but not long before I turned 16, not super long before I, I turned 16. So I had to do segment one, which is a lot of in-class and driving with your your instructor or a instructor yeah uh, along with another student from that program kind of share drive times like a half an hour each or whatever uh i think that's like uh i can't remember it's a couple weeks i want to say maybe three weeks two or three weeks of uh, drivers at segment one and then after that you get your permit and there is a period of time you have to wait between getting your permit and taking segment two. Again, I'm not totally sure on what that time frame was, but during that time frame is when I turned 16. So I had my permit, I turned 16, eventually I took segment two. And then after I finished segment two, I was able to go right to Secretary of State and get my driver's license. I so I wasn't driving as soon as I turned 16, no, but not, not long after. It's fair. Uh, I pretty much our process is actually pretty similar. Which, whenever I hear it, I always feel like Michigan's process is fairly complicated compared to when I did it. But I mean, based off of yours, I feel like it's the exact same thing. We had our same thing: fifteen and a half. Start your driving classes. Sit down in the classroom. Have your instructor drive. Which my instructor was garbage. Goodness gracious! 
if any of you guys have ever watched King of the Hill and you know who Boomhauer is, that was my driver instructor. I love it. You have no idea how hard it was for me. Every time he tell me, to, he's like, go ahead, turn left. He's like, I'm sorry, what was that? He's like, did you hear me? And I was like, he was like, I'm not going to turn left here. And I'm, gonna, I'm like, what the fuck is this guy saying? <laughs> so it was literally the hardest time, and I hated him, literally. And I always tried to find common ground with him, but it just never, never worked. But so all things aside, I did that, got my license at 16. I didn't get a car right away until my grandparents, of course, you know, any kid who gets their license wants to drive. They gave me the, uh, my first car, a 97 Ford Contour, and this guy had seen a lot of dark, dark days in his life. So sure. imagine, here I am, every other week, something new happened to this car. But, you know, it didn't matter because I was working, I had a car, and I was driving to school every day. I felt like a badass. Right. And then... You know, next thing you know, my radiator tube breaks one day, and then my tires break the next week, and then my battery dies another week, and I have to have people jump in my car every five seconds. I lock my car, my keys in my car very frequently. So as enjoyable as it was, it was pretty dark days, pretty dark days. I didn't have my first, well, okay, when I got my driver's license, my dad was deployed, so I drove the car, his car, that's the car that I pretty much learned how to drive in. And that's the car that I drove to school in. Like, that is the car that I use for most of my time driving, living at home at least. I didn't get my first car until I think I was 21 or 22 years old is when I finally bought my first car. My man. So I was at school. I didn't need a car. I was living on campus, so I would always just walk to class. And then if I needed to drive somewhere, there is this weird program called Zipcar. And you oh, yeah. basically sign up for an account. You pay every year for an account. You get a nifty little card. And they had a website. It's really big on, on college campuses. So I'm sure you've seen it around. You get a little card and you go onto your account, which was tied to your card. And they would show you cars in your area, where they're parked and how much it would cost to reserve this car for by the hour. You could do longer periods of time, of course, but it was pretty expensive. So yeah. you'd have like, you know, your standard, they were nicer. They're not like super fancy cars, but they were newer. Like they were fine cars. Right. And you'd, you'd pay like $40 to reserve it for three hours. So if I needed to go to my parents' house, that's pretty much what I would do. Damn, I didn't know you took a zip car every time. Yeah, I didn't do it too often, but the few times that I did, it was really nice. I feel that. Plus, they were always really well kept. They had to be. If you if you did anything wrong to them, they'd charge you a huge fine. Damn, that's rough. One of the fun things about driving, though, well, I guess not really driving. I wouldn't even necessarily call it fun. But another good milestone is getting pulled over by the cops for the very first time. <laughs> I don't know when your first time, if you've ever. Do you have a clean driving record? I did up until this past, about a year ago. Oh, damn, what happened? Um, I got, I got my very first speeding ticket going to work. Uh, I don't remember when it was. Actually, it might have been almost a year ago. I think it was in August, maybe July. And I was going to work, and I go to work very early. So people always drive super fast on the expressway. Always. I typically drive, I'll go maybe five over, but... <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess you can call me a grandpa, whatever. I definitely drive slow now because I got that speeding ticket, but 
every time i was driving to work i was kind of zoned out i was really tired i was no more than a mile and a half from my exit and i got pulled over for going they i think they said like 81 or something in a 70 so they didn't give me any points for it of course because it was a uh pretty cool cop and it was on the expressway so i don't think that actually i think you have to be going like 15 to 20 over to get points um on the expressway but yeah it was like a 150 dollar ticket kind of sucked damn that oh, is, yeah it is on my record but on your first offense you could take this uh this course online um through a licensed provider you pay like 50 bucks for this course it's like a remediation course it's basically a lot of the stuff you do in driver's ed stood over again they say if you do that we won't report this to your uh your insurance company so i was Right on top of that. You lucky duck. And you had no points, right? No points, and my insurance rates did not go up. The, the breeze, I wish. See, I wish I had uh, similar encounters. Every interaction I had with the law was never a pleasant one. Uh, the first time I got pulled over was in the States, and it was because I accidentally had my high beams on in the middle of a storm. Nice. Me and my friends were just at the movies, and I couldn't see. Again, I was driving my beat-up junker, and... As much as I hated the car, it was my baby. It was my first my first pride and joy. But thing, the lights didn't work for shit. So here I am driving on the road, couldn't see. Next thing you know, I'm right at my friend's house. Literally, all I had to do was turn the corner, park in the front of their house. I was home free, right? Unfortunately, I don't have that kind of luck, ladies and gentlemen. So, of course, I got pulled over. Now, here I am thinking with my mom's voice in my head, Aladdin, I swear to God, if you ever get pulled over or get a ticket... You're getting your car taken away. I'm never letting you drive it again. So I'm over here, 16-year-old me, having a panic attack, about to shit myself. And then cop comes out, does his normal thing, flashes his light, you know, your standard routine. What are you doing? You know, I pulled you over, blah, blah, blah. I am honestly don't, I don't know why the hell the man pulled me over. Next thing you know, another cop comes. I'm just like, oh, my God. I was like, why <laughs> is this happening right now? Okay, then they asked me to step out of the car and I was like, this is it. Like, I'm getting arrested for no reason. And I'm panicking at this point. My friends see me, and they come over. And I have very vocal friends, so they're yelling at the cops. And I was like, please, oh, don't no. do anything that's going to get me taken right now. So they're searching my car. They asked me to search my car. <clears throat> and again, you know, really? I'm like, what is it? Really? They're searching your car for your yeah, IVs? Yeah, he straight up goes, can we search your car? I'm like, yeah, if you need to, go ahead. At the time, of course, I would have said, no, you have no, like, reason or, like, no warrant to search my car, which, in the heat of the moment, as a 16-year-old beginner driver, you're not going to think about those things. Right. So, he's doing his thing, and then, next thing you know, another cop car comes, and I'm just like, this is it. Like, I'm like I'm screwed. Like, this, I'm already planning how I'm going to call my mom and explain everything to her. So, there's my friend yelling. Next thing you know, he goes, all right, you're good to go reason we pulled you over was because your license plate light was out. Oh, my goodness. I was never so frustrated in my entire life. It was without a but doubt. You didn't, you didn't get a ticket for it? No. He literally just told me, you're good. We just wanted to make sure your light should change. Okay. So if you're talking about the first time you were ever pulled over then. Now, first of all, it's crazy that they pulled you over. Not for that. I guess I can understand pulling you over for that. But to have three cops come and to search your car is a little excessive a little strange but regardless See, the first, first time 
Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, because originally I thought it was because of the high beams, because they mentioned it, but that wasn't yeah. like their main reason, and that's what pissed me off when I think about gotcha. it now. So the first time that I was actually ever pulled over was also when I was 16 and a new driver. I was out skateboarding with a friend, and I was on my way home, and I got pulled over. So, I, you know, I was immediately super, super worried because your first time getting pulled over, you don't know what to expect. You don't know yeah. what to do, how to handle it, whatever. Uh, the guy pulled me over, and he's I, I pulled into a, uh, a, a store. It was like an auto parts store, but it was closed. It was a Sunday or something. And I'm pulled into this driveway or this parking lot, and the cop's right behind me. And he's, like, yelling at me from outside his car he's like roll your windows down roll your windows down i'm freaking out man this guy is screaming at me he's like what did i do what did i break like who did i kill (laughs) and i I roll the windows down i look out the side of you and the guy's walking up to me with his his hand on his on his gun holster and i was like whoa i didn't do anything (laughs) so he pulled me over he comes and talks to me and he he says that he's he pulled me over because uh the window tints on the car were illegal they were too dark and that's just how the car has always been ever since we had had it and i'm pretty sure it was like that until the third time that car was pulled over i was pulled over twice for that by the way um but yeah that was my first time getting pulled over which is super scary because i didn't get a ticket or anything either but the guy was yelling at me and he had his hand in his gun i'm 16 (laughs) that that probably would have made me piss myself (laughs) I don't know. Having three cops come would make me definitely, I think that would make me more afraid. Oh, it was creepy. And you know, it was like, no matter what I was saying, it was like every time he would re-ask me a question, it started giving me more anxiety because I had a bunch of like right. my baby sister's clothes at the time in my trunk. So I'm over here thinking if they're going to see these baby clothes and think I'm kidnapping kids. And I was just so panicked. Every time I right. got pulled over afterwards, it's more just like, damn, my mom's going to kick my ass and she's going to yell at me, but like, what did I do this time? Every incident afterwards was never pleasant, but you know, I got through it and I currently have a clean record. So I'm proud of that. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I've been pulled over a couple times, twice for the window tints, never got a ticket for either of those. And I was pulled over once for rolling through a stop sign and didn't get a ticket for that either. I think those were the only three times I was ever pulled over until I got pulled over for the speeding ticket. See, I wish I could be you and everyone else who, you know, they do something and they don't get a ticket for it. Because every time, you know, normally when I drive with other people, I see them run red lights, even with my mom. My mom's like a Fast and the Furious driver. You look at her, the moment she sits in that driver's seat, she turns into Vin Diesel. So here's Vin Diesel. I'm driving Miss Daisy. The one time I decided to speed, I get a ticket. Everyone else, I see them run stop signs. I see them. I see it all. Donuts in the parking lots, whatever. But me... I speed one time driving to Ohio, get pulled over, get a ticket in like the middle of nowhere. Next thing you know, I've got to go back to Ohio, pay the ticket. Then the next, the next time I drive to Ohio, got another pulled over for a speeding ticket. No, yes, for a speeding ticket. When I went, you said you had a clean record. Well, I mean, technically clean. <laughs> then I'm technically clean too. Exactly. Try to play the angel. I mean, it's still I, on your driving record, man. It's still on I know. your record. I, did a I think seven years. My, it shows me all my offenses. I pled guilty for one of them, and it, it shows guilty on my thing. I just I paid the ticket online and said that's fine. 
I don't care. So one of the tickets that I received, I was speeding, and when I went to go pay, they said it didn't show proof of insurance. So imagine, I was living in Michigan at the time, and give or take at least a whole year, I was in school, driving to work, doing my thing. I was driving to Ohio. Michigan is very used to having their like flashing red lights, which is essentially a stop sign, right? Well, I was driving through Ohio, another small town. I took a country road. I said it was a shortcut. It was not. Next thing you know, I saw the car in front of me run the light. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, you know, the light was lasting forever. I thought it was, a honestly, I thought it was a flashing red light. So I went. The car in front of me, of course, isn't the one who gets busted. I'm the one who gets busted. Cop comes knocking on my window, you know, pretty nice guy. Next thing you know... He goes, gets my information, goes back to his car, comes back to me, hits me with the craziest thing. This time I actually did think I was going to jail. So (laughs) he stops talking to me and he just keeps talking to my sister. And he's asking her, ma'am, do you have your license? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, officer, like what's going on? Like, why are you you asking her and not dealing with me? He goes, sir, your license has been suspended for a year. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I've been driving on a suspended license for a whole year without even knowing. Like, I didn't get a letter. Whoa. I didn't get notified. So to me, I'm like, oh, my God, is there like a warrant out for my arrest or something? So tells me I'm not allowed to be driving. My sister has to switch spots, take us back to our grandparents' house. And then literally my trip to Ohio and my week vacation turned it up being a three-day thing because I had to go to court deal with everything, show proof of insurance. It was a, it was a huge, a huge little thing. And man, it was exhausting. I thought That's at that crazy. point, life was over. That is crazy. It was without a question. That was the last time. And I kid you not, it will never, ever happen again. Oh, I lied. It happened again. It was in Michigan winter, like a couple years ago. But this guy, he did the same thing he did to you. He goes, looks at me. I ran a red light. It was winter. The, the roads were icy. Yep. He goes, did you know why I'm pulling you over? I was like, yes, officer. Like, I ran the red light. I was trying to, I was like, it was either cause an accident in the middle of traffic, slamming on my brakes, or casually run the light and make everything safe. He goes, you know, I saw that. He goes, I appreciate your honesty. He goes, give me a moment. I'm going to see what I can do. So I'm over here thinking, wow, the one time I'm about to get lucky he comes back to me. He looks at me. He goes, you know what? He's like, you remind me of my son. He's like, you did a good thing over there. He's like, and I understand you didn't mean to do it on purpose. I was like, holy shit, I'm about to catch a break. So I'm going to go ahead and give you this ticket <laughs> for impeding traffic. <laughs> he goes, it's 140 bucks. You just got it. No points, nothing. You just got to go and okay. pay it. And I was just like, yeah, impeding is expensive. Ass. Impeding traffic tickets are expensive. They're an inconvenience for sure. Big time. And all I could think about was, like, you would do this to your son? I'm surprised he gave you a ticket, honestly. I was, too. You know, in my head, I was like, this is without question the dirtiest ticket I've ever gotten. But it is what it is. You can't go back from what's happened. And that is the last ticket that I have actually received.
But, you know, outside of that, you know, 16, I feel like there's not that much that goes on 16. I feel like driving was your biggest thing. And, you know, once you start driving. That's it, yeah. Yeah. So then after that, you go pretty much 21 years old. That's that's the prime time age right there. That's when you can pretty much, oh, wait, can you start buying cigarettes at 18? <laughs> well, so tobacco in Michigan was 18. I don't know if this is just Michigan or a national thing. I know at least in Michigan. Uh, you could buy tobacco at 18. Uh, you have to be 21 now. Oh, really? I didn't know they changed the law yeah. like that. Yep. Well, back in the day, when it was 18 years old, I don't smoke, ladies and gentlemen, but my uncles did. So I don't know why it brought me this sense of entitlement whenever I could just go out and buy cigarettes for them without them saying anything. Even though when they did ask me to go buy them cigarettes, I never really had to show ID anyways because we were in the hood where we work and nobody ever asked for ID. So I was like, all right, I can buy, I've been buying cigarettes since I was 16 years old. Yeah. I didn't smoke either, but I remember my friend, a good friend of mine, every time one of us, she had turned 18 before any of us, she's like a year older than everyone. So whenever somebody turned 18, she always got you the same birthday present. (laughs) Two things. One was a cigar or a collection of cigars. Ah. Two were scratch-off tickets because at 18, you can also buy scratch-off lottery tickets. Holla. Did you ever win? I had this weird thing of always winning off of tickets people bought for me and always (laughs) losing off tickets I bought for myself. Go figure. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, never won anything notable. I think the most ever won was 20 bucks off of a $5 scratch off that I never even redeemed. So I didn't win anything. Oh, what a waste. Yeah, I know it. Well, it's okay. I'll buy you a scratch off for your birthday this year. Thanks. It's coming up. I know it is. All right. So now let's go back to 21. Good old 21 years old. Now, I know one of the big staples for you and me, was a very collected experience that we kind of indulged in for a couple of times down, you know, downtown Detroit. Yeah, we had a couple good experiences there. Yeah, so at 21, uh, of course, you can purchase and consume alcohol. That's the big selling point turning 21, uh, which is fine and dandy. Yes, I went to the bar my 21st birthday. But the thing that I was more excited about, for whatever reason, I'm not totally sure why, because I hate going there, but I kind of like it at the same time, is you can you can gamble, you can go to the casino. And yes, that is something that Aladdin and I did, not too frequently, uh, but a couple of times we did find ourselves at Greek Town Casino in Detroit. Good old Greek Town. Guys, let me tell you, I have had some of the weirdest weirdest life interactions in that casino yeah it's definitely i think all casinos probably have their crowd uh, but the greek town casino is definitely up there but before we talk about the people we have to talk about you and blackjack oh (laughs) so greek town only has a couple blackjack tables and the like standard because they have like the high better uh, decide which is like you know fifty dollar minimum bet. And I think the cheapest they have in Greek Town on the floor is was it fifteen or was it twenty? The cheapest was fifteen. So 
we I'd go in there with forty dollars and I'd be sitting at the slot machine and just wasting forty dollars. No big deal, whatever. Great at the slots, everybody. There wasn't a time he went in there and he wasn't like thriving. Well, no, that's misleading. Typically, I would lose and then I'd get like one big winning back to where I started and then I'd just be done because I didn't want to lose all my money. Now, here's what Aladdin would do. I rem- this is the first time I went to the casino, and I remember it so well. He's at the blackjack table. I'm out doing my own thing. And then once I, you know, I lose all my money, then win it all back, and I'm done, I go and find him at the table. And he's up like, I don't know. You're probably up like 40 bucks on what you started with. I'm doing so good. He's like, check this out, man. I'm doing I'm doing great. He's like, all right, man, don't, don't lose it all. He's like, don't worry. Watch this. <laughs> Two hands later, he walks away with no money left. Uh, Zero dollars left. Two hands later. Every time I've seen this man at a blackjack table, he gets cleaned. It's not my fault. I swear. All right. So I do have a problem from walking away. And Brandon has, (laughs) on many occasions, told me, just get up. You're up. Let's go. Well, you know, when you get that taste of win and you're just ranking in the bucks, you don't want to stop. You can't stop. It's so hard. But, you know, Blackjack, it's a team game. You can't think for yourself. True. So when you're out there and it's just me and, like, two other people, and mind you, Greektown, I feel like every casino, honestly, is primarily older people are playing. Yeah. So I don't care if an old person is out there playing and drinking because at least they know what they're doing. I would figure that an old person, like, you know, somebody who's played – or is familiar with the game, isn't going to try to screw us over. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I learned how to play from my mom. Best blackjack player I've ever seen. I'd see her kick ass on vacation, on our cruises. That woman, she can gamble. Now, everything I've learned was from her. And, of course, some TV movies, you know, 21. (laughs) But I'm out there, I'm doing my thing, playing with two older people. We're working in this together. Even they were coaching me sometimes, and I wasn't going to turn it down because it was helping me out. Next thing you know, there's that one drunk guy who just does not care what he's doing with his money. He just keeps getting drinks, and he just keeps doing whatever the hell he wants to do. Obviously, that should have been my cue to leave. And this has happened on more than one time. But, you know, I get cocky, and I think I'm the hot shit of the table. And next thing you know, I come in with 40 bucks, I win a lot of money, and I lose a lot of money. There was only one time that I actually walked away from the table, and it was, again, because of Brandon. And he was like, dude, he goes, just stop doing this to yourself. He's like, it's not worth it. And I was like, all right, you're, you're right. Let's go. Do you remember on my bachelor party when we were up in Traverse City and we found the one casino where you could go in at 18? Yep. Because we had we had our friend with us who was not eight, or not 21. So... <laughs> I don't remember how your gambling went there, but I remember mine. I pretty much did exclusively penny slots. And I was down to a point where I had about a dollar left. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to go all out. If I lose 40 bucks, I lose 40 bucks. Minimum bet. Minimum bet I can do. I've only got a dollar left. I won $40 on one hit. I have a video of it and, uh, you know, Aladdin's in it saying every time. This happens Every time. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine, dude, if I won on a penny slot, minimum bet, probably, I don't know how many lines I was doing. So let's say it was like a 10 cent bet. 
and I ended up winning $40. What if I would have been doing even $2 bet? Dude, I would have made so much money. So I would have made awesome. so much money. But at a $2 bet, I guarantee you that machine would not have spit out that kind of a winning at me. Oh, no. The only reason I won that big was because I was doing small bets. <laughs> you hit that algorithm, man. You hit the algorithm yep. point and bam. So it wasn't exactly $40 I won. I think I left the casino with like 20 cents less than what I came in with. But I take that as a as a win. I didn't I didn't lose any money. Most people, that is definitely a win. I mean, I don't think Rogo can say the same because <laughs> he was salty. He yeah. was salty. <laughs> so I personally did not gamble that trip. Thank God. And <clears throat> pretty much after my experience, every experience I've gambled was with Brandon. And I never did it outside of just the two of us. And after my last encounter, which there's a good story behind that one. I never gambled again. It's just because it turns me into some monster. And it's true, guys. Gambling is addicting. And to some people, they can just grind for hours, and I just can't do it. I don't got that kind of money to be thrown away. I work hard for my money, damn it. There was another time I went to Greektown. Uh, We actually weren't going to Greektown to go to the casino. We were trying to go to that bar arcade in Detroit, which is right next to Greektown. Oh, yeah. Uh, But when we had parked... we. Uh, ready player one or player yeah, one ready yeah. whichever it's some some combination of those three words there was a there's a uh a parking structure for greek town casino that's free and that's like the only free parking in detroit and there's a lot of it so that was a no-brainer the bar is right next to there let's just do that but as we were parking it started raining really really hard like it was pouring out so we decided let's just stick in the casino for a little bit and wait out the rain and i had five dollars in my wallet so they have the game of thrones slot machine there and it's a more expensive one but it's cool it's such a cool slot machine and i love game of thrones so i said you know what why not let's uh let's hit this game of thrones machine up really quick i put my five dollars in there i hit one roll 120 bucks i just walked away pissed me off <laughs> it was that you weren't even there you weren't there that time oh i oh well i was with you the first time you played game of thrones i've i've played it a couple times usually that is my go-to if i just want to win oh I, every time i play it i win <laughs> we went and you're the reason why i was even i saw it was because you said you're like i gotta show you the game of thrones slot machine that might have been the time that you had your weird encounter it was the time i had the weird encounter and zach was with us Yes. And all right, everyone, you all know sketchy people are in the casinos. No matter where you are, no matter which casino, there's always a person that just stands out amongst the rest. Well, let me tell you, I found this guy walking past me. Brandon and Zach were up ahead of me. I was lollygagging behind, just watching some stuff. Sky walks past me and he goes, you need some Coke and Molly? And I was like, what the hell? And I was like, did you guys- What made it funny- what made it funny was Zach and I were walking, like, we were both on either side of you. And this guy was, like, walking up. He was kind of talking to himself. You know, he was vibing. He was feeling it. And I don't know if he was, like, singing her song or something, but he just looked at us. He's like, I got Coke and Molly, bro. I got Coke and Molly. And you, I can't explain why it was so funny because it wasn't the fact that this man had said that to us, which was pretty funny. It was the look that you gave him. You have like this look of confusion when somebody says something to you and you're trying to 
comprehend what they said without trying to ask them to repeat themselves. You just looked at them with your, your eyes wide open and your mouth just, your jaws dropped. You're like, uh, it was, dude, you're, the, the look on your face made it hysterical. It's because it caught me out. Like, you know, to me, I've never had anyone just randomly walk past me. And guys, this was, it happened three consecutive times. The first time it was me. Then we walked past them again and they all seen it. They were like, oh my God, like we heard it. We Dude was wearing a, a freaking jacket that looked like Neo from the Matrix and a cowboy hat with black sunglasses. That alone was a huge signifier. Next thing you know, when it happened and they all heard it, I was just flabbergasted. Like I truly did not know what to say. Like it, was, it caught me. <laughs> it was, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. It was weird, man. It was weird shit happens in a casino. But no, the last time I was in a casino was for your bachelor party. That was a good time. That was a fun time. Yeah, that was the last time I was in a casino as well. I just don't... I like it because I... I don't know. It's an interesting experience, I suppose. It is kind of fun. But I also don't think it's fun losing money for nothing. Not one Because day. if you think about it, I, I always look at it like this. And this is the reason why I tell people I don't like casinos. There are two types of casinos. You've got the adult casino, which is what everybody knows, 21 or older, yeah. play games, win money or lose money. And then there's an arcade. An arcade is literally the same thing as a casino if you're playing you know, like ticket-based games. You are gambling money to get an arbitrary currency back, which you can spend on prizes. And typically you have to spend you know like two times the amount of what that prize is worth unless you get lucky and hit a jackpot. Hence the gambling aspect of it. But the difference is, is a slot machine isn't fun to play. But an arcade game is fun to play. So even when I go to an arcade and if I'm playing ticket games, which I usually don't, but if I am, even if I win tickets, normally I just give them to like a little kid or something because they're going to have, you know, more to do with those tickets than I would. But just playing those games is a lot more fun than going to the casino and playing those games. I don't I don't ever play table games when I go to the casino. I only ever play electronics or slots or whatever. So maybe that has something to do with it. But yeah, man, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be gambling money or throwing money away, I'm going to an arcade any day of the week. Any day. And let me tell you everybody, if you wanna see some magic in an arcade, you need to watch Crazy Legs over here on DDR Extreme, because my boys got moves. I've been actually scouring eBay lately to see if I can't find some DDR, but the problem is, is my my PS2 has been broken for a long time. Oh. So I still have DDR Extreme 2 somewhere in my house, which is my all-time favorite one. And I'm looking for like dance pads and stuff too, and it's all super expensive. And if I have to buy a PlayStation and buy the game, it's going to cost me so much money. Oh my! I am really good at DDR. I love playing DDR. I haven't played it in a long time. You and I have a date for DDR once you come back. Yeah, so we do. We got rock climbing, we got DDR, and some Froyo. Because your boy could use some. I haven't had that in a minute. Oh, sounds good. It does sound good. Oh, trying to think. What are are some other, some big, big 21? What else happens at 21? Really not much. I mean, I guess there's a lot of other milestones that you could look forward to, but they're not necessarily tied to an age. Um, I mean, you can go to college when you're 17 or 18 or way later than that. That's kind of a milestone because that's your sometimes for most people. That's traditionally when you live on your own for the first time. Good point. Yes. 
I living will... on your own for the first time is a crazy experience, even in a dorm, because it's kind of like an apartment, but on a much smaller scale, and the whole food situation is different, too. And that varies wildly depending on where you go to school. But, you know, normally, traditionally, and how it was at Wayne State, you've got your dorm room, you've got your roommate, and you've got the cafeteria located somewhere on campus where you get really, really crummy food for a super inflated price. Um, so there might not be an age tie to that, but that's definitely a thing. I think so. And I mean, getting your first roommate, I mean, do you got any good roommate stories, Brandon? <laughs> not good ones, no. I think that's kind of a, a downside to my experience with living with roommates is that most of my most of my experiences have been negative. Damn, that hurts. You were never my roommate. I know I wasn't. But you never lived on campus. You never were allowed to leave your house. I know. Guys, let me tell you, I, this is my first time living on my own. Life is fabulous. I mean, at times, I miss everyone. But at the same time, your boy's been ready to fly the coop for quite some time now. And when you can start walking around in your own place butt naked, that right there is a good milestone. And I think everyone needs to taste the nudist life once in a while. Even living by myself, I'm not comfortable walking around my apartment naked. I, I still shut the... If I'm showering, I still shut my bathroom door. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Like, it's just weird to me to be exposed like that, even if you're living by yourself. Always I, been that I, way. I don't disagree, because there's times where, like, I do leave my door open, and I'm afraid someone's just going to bust in and see me butt naked, and I'm just like, oops, time to wrap yeah. up. But other than that... See, before, so I just recently moved, as you guys are all aware. So I was living with a roommate. He was cool. Loved the guy. Literally such a cool guy. We were both, like, the tallest dudes. And both pretty mature. So it's not like we had to worry about, like, partying and stuff like that. We literally just studied, did our thing, hung out every once in a while in the living room, watched some TV together, always bonded over cereal, and then we can go back to our room. (laughs) So obviously then I wasn't doing anything like that. But now... It's just so free. I also love the fact that I got an oven. And I don't know. There's something about just walking out of that shower. You just feel free. You just, there you are. One with nature. And pray to God that you close the drapes to your window and nobody walks past and sees you. Maybe the difference Maybe the difference for me is that while this is my first time living by myself, literally by myself, Uh, I've lived with roommates in various different places since I was 18. So it's, I've always been used to still having, like, even though I'm not at home and I'm by myself, there's still other people here. So I need to be decent. That's fair. Guess that might have just carried over, but that's (laughs) that's who I am, man. I can't change it. Give it one day. You'll taste the freedom and let the air just wash you away. I don't like it. Would you ever go skinny dipping? I feel like that's a good milestone. (laughs) Oh, good milestone. I don't know if that's a milestone. Uh, at my parents' house, we have a pool. And I remember asking them when we moved in there, hey, can I go skinny dipping? And they told me no. Uh, I guess I've never really had the drive to go skinny dipping. I wouldn't either. I feel like it'd be weird just having my thing floating around. I don't believe you. I think you'd enjoy it. I mean, <laughs> I probably could, but I have my limits. I am totally comfortable walking around, looking at myself, looking at myself naked and being like, hey, that's a nice body you got there, cowboy. Give myself the wink and the gun, call it a day. But 
I don't know. There's something about going outside and like, I'm not on a hundred percent ready for the nudist colony life. Let me tell you. So a good milestone is of course, graduating anything, high school, college. I don't support any graduations that happen, anything from preschool till the eighth grade. There's no such thing as a graduation, especially for preschool. But, <laughs> you know, uh, our college graduation, I was fortunate enough to go to Spain for a little bit. And I took one of my friends. And, well, he brought, I didn't take him. I ain't got money for him. But graduated <laughs> to go to Spain. And then my sisters came with me. Now, let me tell you guys something. I didn't plan this. So we went to one of the beaches. It was one of our like last couple of days there. Went to this far out beach. It took a little while to get there. We finally got there and we're just sitting there. You know, we're tired. We're just trying to relax, get some sun. We just rode bikes. Brandon, let me tell you. Next thing you know, I just turned to my side and I'm like, <gasps> I was like, oh my gosh, I'm over here thinking like my sisters are with me. I just see a naked woman walk right past me. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, maybe it's just like, maybe it's just them. Maybe something happened. I turned to my left. I see a man's wang just hanging out. I was like, oh my God. I was like, this is a nudist beach. Like we went <laughs> to an, I don't think everybody was new because there were some people who were still clothed. I mean, we were still clothed. But me and my friend, right. we were looking at everything and we we're just like, oh my God. I was hoping my sisters didn't notice. I still don't know if they know. But there was even little kids out there running around. But then again, I feel like little kids aren't really up to the held the same standards as adults would be running around naked. Yeah, I actually never really thought about that. For I guess I haven't really thought about nudist colonies, period. But how children on a nudist beach would, like, how they fall on that spectrum. But It was just an interesting situation. After a while, you just, like, shrug your shoulders and it's nothing fancy. But at first, you're just so caught off guard. You're just like, oh, my God, everyone's naked. Yeah, that's a pretty taboo thing in the States anyway, for the most part. True. Free the nipple, people. Free the nipple. Let's see. Other than that, I mean, like he said, guys, 25, insurance milestone. Pretty much everything after that is just downhill. Getting older, more bills, more responsibilities. Life's not fun anymore. Damn straight. It's sad. It's <laughs> hard sometimes. But at the same time, you know, we have the ability to make it fun. We just got to spice it up. It's true. And your homework to spice it up is to walk around or take a poop with the door open. Naked. Uh, nah. <laughs> nah, I'm going to pass. You never know. Maybe you'll consider it. Who knows? Alrighty, guys. And for the last milestone that I think we should all look forward to is trying to make this podcast the best podcast <laughs> and to do so I need you guys to go ahead and like us and share us on all our social media platforms as always we got Facebook we have Twitter we have Instagram you got it we got it do us a favor yeah, um little thing I want to throw out there before we sign it off is that I've seen a couple new viewers or listeners I suppose uh, I'm trying to load it right now so obviously most of our listening base is in the United States 
Um, but only at 61%, which is interesting. So we have 19% in Antigua and Barbuda, which is thanks to you. Oh, wow. Because this is very cool. Yep. 19% of our listeners are there. So shout out to Aladdin for spreading the word on his little island. Those are my island people. 14. 14% listening in Canada, which isn't too strange to me, being that we're so close uh, to Detroit, which is so close to Canada. So that makes sense. But the most interesting one, and if this person is listening, I kind of dropped it last episode, but if this person is listening, please hit us up. Talk to us. We have a listener in Germany, of all places. Um, one listener in Germany... Whoever they are, shout out to you. Curious how they heard of us, or it's also possible if somebody is using a weird VPN that might be connecting them to European services for Netflix or whatever, that could also just be a spoof. But interesting enough, one listener in Germany, kind of cool. I'm going to go ahead and say that it is a true German out there, and I'm not going to believe in the VPN nonsense, and I support this person because we love you. <laughs> it's awesome. We do love you. So, yeah, guys, hit us up. Send us some more feedback uh, on any of our social medias, or if you know me and Aladdin personally, feel free to send us a message with some feedback. Uh, we also would love to bring another guest onto the show sometime. So if that's something that interests you, I think what would be kind of a cool idea is to do you know, if we ever get to that type of popularity and if the interest is out there, please let us know. But to do maybe like a question and answer type episode um, where we can have people send us questions uh, or if they're interested, come on to the show and ask us questions. And that gives us some interaction with the audience. I think that'd be a lot of fun. So if there's interest in it, please, please, please let us know. We'll definitely work with you. Uh, we always record on Sundays, like we've said before, unless something comes up. So we'll work with you if there's the interest. It'll be a lot of fun. So with that being said, that's all we got for you guys today. Thanks for listening. I've been your host, Brandon. And I'm Aladdin. And we'll catch you next time. Peace, guys.